chapter ten of dr quintard chaplain c s a and second bishop of tennessee by charles todd quintard this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter ten personal narrative atlanta general bragg was defeated by general grant at chattanooga in november eighteen sixty three and early in the following month he was at his own request relieved of the command of the confederate army he was called to richmond to act for a while as military adviser to president davis his life subsequent to the war was quiet he was a god-fearing man in peace and in war he died in eighteen seventy six he was succeeded in the command by general joseph e johnston whose army was encamped in and around atlanta soon afterward i secured the use of a methodist church building on the corner of garnet and forsyth street assembled a congregation held services and instituted a work which resulted in the establishment of st luke's parish a suitable lot was soon obtained and with the help of men detailed from the army a building was speedily erected it was a most attractive building handsomely furnished and although somewhat confederate in style would have compared favorably with most churches built in the days of peace and prosperity within its portals devout worshippers many distinguished confederate officers among them were delighted to turn aside from the bloody strife of war and bow themselves before the throne of grace on the eighth of may eighteen sixty four while i was in atlanta in charge of st luke's church and in attendance upon the hospitals the following telegram came to me from major henry hampton can't you come up to-morrow general hood wishes to be baptized it was impossible for me to go but it was a great pleasure for me to learn afterwards that general polk arrived with his staff that day and that night he baptized his brother general it was the eve of an expected battle it was a touching sight we may be sure the one-legged veteran leaning upon his crutches to receive the waters of baptism and the sign of the cross a few nights later general polk baptized general johnston and lieutenant general hardy general hood being witness these were two of the four ecclesiastical acts performed by bishop polk after receiving his commission in the army i was then chaplain at large under the appointment of the general commanding being anxious for the bishop of georgia to consecrate the new church i arranged for him to visit that portion of the army then at dalton at dalton i baptized brigadier-general strahl in his camp in the presence of his assembled brigade and at night we held services in the methodist church at dalton the church was so densely packed that it was impossible for bishop elliot and myself to enter by the front door fortunately there was a small door in the rear of the church opening into what i should call the chancel we were obliged to vest ourselves in the open air i crawled through the little doorway first and then taking the bishop by his right hand did all i could to help him through i read evening prayer and the bishop preached after which i presented a class for confirmation in which were general hardy general strahl two other generals a number of officers of the line and many privates the next day i accompanied the bishop to marietta where he held an ordination service at which i preached the sermon and the day following he consecrated to the service of almighty god st luke's church atlanta in the afternoon of that day i presented a class of five persons to the bishop for confirmation the first fruits of my labors in st luke's parish 
it was about this time that i prepared some little books adapted to the use of the soldiers as a convenient substitute for the book of common prayer i also prepared a booklet entitled balm for the weary and wounded it was through the great kindness and generosity of mr jacob k sass the treasurer of the general council of the church in the confederate states that i was enabled to publish these two little volumes the first four copies of the latter booklet that came from the press were forwarded to general polk and he wrote upon three of them the names of general j e johnston lieutenant-general hardy and lieutenant-general hood respectively and with the compliments of lieutenant-general leonidas polk june twelfth eighteen sixty four they were taken from the breast pocket of his coat stained with his blood after his death and forwarded to the officers for whom he had intended them on the fourteenth of june i telegraphed to general polk from atlanta that i would visit him at his headquarters and give him the blessed sacrament two telegrams came to me that day one was from major mason and read as follows lieutenant-general polk's remains leave here on the twelve o'clock train and will go directly through to augusta the other was as follows to the rev dr quintard atlanta georgia lieutenant-general polk was killed to-day by a cannon-ball his body goes down to atlanta to-day be at the depot to meet it and watch the trains douglas west a a g i was never more shocked and overwhelmed on reaching atlanta the body of the dead bishop and general was escorted to st luke's church and placed in front of the altar he was dressed in his gray uniform on his breast rested a cross of white roses and beside his casket lay his sword throughout the following morning thousands of soldiers and citizens came to pay their last respects of affection at noon assisted by the rev john w beckwith of demopolis afterwards bishop of georgia i held funeral services and made an address the body was then escorted to the railway station by the dead general's personal staff together with general g w smith general wright general ruggles general reynolds colonel ewell and many officers of the army soldiers and citizens and a committee representing the city of atlanta at augusta the body remained two days at st paul's church and lay in state at the city hall until st peter's day june twenty ninth when the final rites were held in st paul's church the bishops of georgia mississippi and arkansas officiated the sermon was by the bishop of georgia the burial was in the chancel of the church bishop polk's was the first funeral to take place in st luke's church atlanta there was but one other that of a child named after and baptized by bishop elliot for whom bishop polk had stood a sponsor but a short time before in august eighteen sixty four i was in macon georgia not knowing precisely what to do or where to go the times were very distressing i took charge of the church and parish in macon for the rector who had been sick but was slowly recovering this was in accordance with a letter from the bishop of georgia who had written me about the middle of the previous month that i had been sadly tossed about and needed rest and that i might go to macon for that purpose but a few days later i was with bishop lay of arkansas in atlanta and with the army again though compelled to go on sundays to macon to officiate for the sick rector at that place 
i remained at general hood's headquarters in atlanta expecting to move with the general into tennessee the city was being shelled by the federals and some of the shells fell very thickly about the general's headquarters i thought the locality seemed very unhealthy but as the general and his staff did not seem in the least disturbed bishop lay and i concluded that everything was going on all right according to the art of war and we stood it with the best of them on one particular day when more shells were thrown than in all the other days put together there were strange to say no casualties on the tenth of august at headquarters i presented a class to bishop lay for confirmation it included general hood and some officers of his staff in speaking to me the night before his confirmation the general said doctor i have two objects in life that engage my supreme regard one is to do all i can for my country the other is to be ready and prepared for death whenever god shall call me learning that st luke's church had been injured in the bombardment of the city bishop lay and i made a visit to it we looked in wonder at the sight that met our eyes upon our entering the sacred edifice one of the largest shells had torn through the side of the building and struck the prayer desk on which the large bible happened to be lying the prayer desk was broken and the bible fell under it and upon the shell so as apparently to smother it and prevent its exploding i lifted up the bible and removed the shell and gathered up all the prayer books i could find for the soldiers in the camps before leaving the church i sat in one of the seats for a few moments and thought of the dear friends who had assisted in the building of the church and who had offered up the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving in that place of the bishop who had but a short time before consecrated it of the bishop-general over whom i had said the burial service there of the now scattered flock and the utter desolation of god's house as i rose to go i picked up a handkerchief that had been dropped there at the child's funeral which was the last service held there i wrote a little story subsequently about nelly peter's pocket handkerchief and what it saw and it was published in the columns of the church intelligencer this was the last time i visited st luke's church of which i have such tender memories it was destroyed in the burning of atlanta on the sixth of september eighteen sixty four a general pass was issued to me by order of general hood and signed by general f a shoop his chief of staff this pass is an interesting relic of my early associations with one who subsequent to the war came under my jurisdiction as a priest of the church when i was bishop of tennessee he married a daughter of bishop elliot took orders in the church so distinguished himself in the ministry as to receive the degree of doctor of divinity and was for a long time my neighbor at sewanee where he was a professor in the university of the south End of chapter 10